0: Welcome, one and all, to Discovery, a Star Trek podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial Star Trek Discovery podcast. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hello, Pete.
1: Hello, Matt. Hello, everybody. Here today to talk Star Trek Discovery Season
0: 4. First and foremost, welcome back 2022. Pete, we missed you as 1999 Pete was speaking to us through the la- uh, through the wormhole these last three weeks. But uh, w- with uh, with but one Star Trek episode this week anew, uh, we're glad to have you back.
1: Special times there with three straight weeks of two live action Star Trek episodes for the first time since 1999, 23 years uh we'll we'll revisit my younger self I, I i feel a little time sickness we'll we'll cover that on picard tomorrow a little time nausea um but uh we'll be back he'll be back i'll be back uh in may uh in in what's gonna be uh our first super busy part of the year until uh, all of june
0: <laughs> well first, first things first uh of course star trek picard podcast will stay on sundays it being the great constant uh with uh, discovery having come and gone and moon Knight still coming during the picard run um and then as you mentioned pete getting ever closer is going to be that th- those golden hours where between may 4th and may 9th we're, we're going to be uh <laughs> watching and podcasting moon Knight, 106 picard 210 strange new world's uh, series premiere and doctor strange in the multiverse of badness uh we would ask pete this from our listeners uh when we get to those golden hours a little flexibility we'll let you know ahead of time like when we're podcasting what but i would say in those golden hours that first weekend in may uh the dates that we do stuff might change uh before we settle back in the following week to just a nice nice normal flow of things
1: Do everything we can, of course, to uh, bring our podcast and to maintain our commitment and level of, uh, I would say, excellence that we strive for. Uh, But yeah, that's going to be a little bit of a challenge there, working that schedule out. And uh, then, as I said before, all of June with uh, five straight weeks that we'll have either three episodes or two episodes. And a Marvel movie with Thor: Love and Thunder that first week of July, so uh, it's it's gonna be a stretch. We're gearing up for it uh, and uh, looking forward to it as always.
0: Yeah, and certainly we'll we'll keep the lines of communication open uh, if there's any schedule tweaks and so forth. Pete, also keeping open the lines of communication with the fans, was Michelle Paradise. That's right, the Discovery showrunner.
1: I had tweeted at her as we were finishing up our um, episode four thirteen podcast. Just a uh, hey, you know, uh, you, you crushed it, season four. Thought you did a really good job with the finale. Uh, you inspire me on my screenwriting journey, and I got a response. I got a, you know, thanks and and keep typing. So somebody who's in a position to uh, make me type uh, gave me that. And that that means all the world.
0: Uh, and in the world of interactions, Pete, you had tweeted, uh, I don't know if it was at or uh, mentioning, uh, actor Hiro Kanagawa, who played Dr. Harai in this last season of Discovery, hopefully back for season five. Uh, I had replied to it mentioning that anytime i see him and i've seen him in a a decent amount of stuff um um man in the high castle he was in uh, as well but anytime i see him i said in the tweet i'm transported back to his small but memorable role in best in show as uh as the pet shop owner who's trying to explain to parker posey that the 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 bear uh dressed as a bee uh which is a dog toy look it's busy bee look i found it and she's She's uh, a terrible customer saying, no, it's not a bear in a bee suit that I'm looking for. It's a bear. It's not Busy Bee. And he's just so deadpan in it. Uh, And Pete, he replied like overnight saying, people to this day stop me in the street as Busy Bee guy. So a reminder, Pete, that, uh, you know, uh, what what is it? Pain is temporary. Film is forever. Here he is all these years later. He still is busy, Busy Bee guy to me in my heart.
1: He better remain Dr. Harai uh, into season five, Matt. A season five that is going to go into production in June, barring any delays, uh, you know, crises um, that could arise for a planned 10 episodes. Um, So definitely looking at 2023 for the next episodes of star Trek discovery, but let's settle in here on season four, uh, something that they entered into with all sorts of challenges.
0: Yeah. And, and I think, I think one day, Pete, we won't be discussing COVID era TV and production, uh, TV and film production things. Um, but this season of course, uh, started filming, In November 2020, and then had this super long um, production period, reshoots wrapping up in August or September of 2021 to get to those 13 episodes. Uh, I I wonder, you know, five years from now, will we look back? And if you can kind of turn a blind eye to the knowledge of when it was made, will it be as obvious? Oh, look, this must be one of those COVID shows because look, they're all standing a certain way. Um, I would propose, Pete. No, I, I, I think that while, while we might have been particularly sensitive to saying, here they are at the Starfleet command, where they're all standing in a big wide circle away from each other. I know why that is. I think that probably the why is going to fade away, and it'll just be a compelling big environment thing where you can there's they're all stand spread out so you can see all the characters and, and and that sort so i think in terms of overcoming the challenges to those produ- to it as a production um the slower pace at which they were able to produce going through at least one two week total shutdown due to covid exposure and all of that as a you know as a, as a tv production what a success
1: i think if you know what to look for with any show you're going to make that uh, call that this could have been influenced by COVID. I think the larger idea here, the theme of uncertainty as addressed throughout the season with the DMA and moving forward to attempt to make first contact with species 10 C. And then what do you do as dma2 electric boogaloo now has moved closer to earth um all obviously metaphors here for the pandemic experience
0: and i think that first of all to my view um though i had some concerns throughout the season regarding um pace and maybe regarding um how how hooked in i was not that i was ever bored but i think that there were times I went from A-plus to maybe A-minus or B-plus. Um, first and foremost, I credit the notion that, you know, season one of Discovery was kind of, you know, us against the Klingons and and the mirror people. Um, season two was kind of uh, us against the robots in control. Season three was us against the, the other, you know, the, the Emerald Chain and so forth. Uh, and season four was like, let's have it stop being something recognizable or let's have it stop being either robots or people or people robots. Um, let's fundamentally imagine something that is, you know, uh, that that is strange new world, no pun intended, but something that is completely alien, completely outside the familiarity of Star Trek's past, but also something that is still fundamentally Star Trek. Um, I welcome that swing for the fence, even if maybe during the course of 13 episodes, the, the premise wasn't fully fitting the 13 episodes or maybe it was just that the difficulty of filming these 13 episodes when they did may have fallen a bit short I give them benefit of the doubt for a taking that big swing for this unseen unknown initially understood threat um, and then and then producing it yeah you know, as I've said many times before producing it when they did to me that that excuses some of the imperfections
1: I don't know that you can't help but look at it that way, that there were such obstacles for them to overcome. I mean, anything produced in this age has to be looked at in such a way that they got it done. And and that's what matters. Um, You know, we, we went through the time when we didn't have much content after things either got delayed or kind of dried up after everything that had been produced had streamed had seen air um so certainly to get an entire season done under these conditions and remembering they were one of the first productions back uh full time and you know producing their episodes in Canada with more stringent guidelines and, you know, a little bit more strict on top of the already strict, um, you know, controls that, uh, you know, the Screen Actors Guild and the uh, Producers Guild had agreed upon. Um, And, you know, I, To echo what you were saying, Matt, I I think there were some some ebbs and flows to the season, but overall how it came together and how they landed it. I I don't think we've, you know, talked enough about how well they've landed this particular season long arc.
0: I I was going to save this next point maybe for the 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 lowlights portion, but I I think it is a highlight and I'll put it like this. I don't know whether the decision next season to do 10 episodes, whether that was, um, you know, driven by the studio to cut costs and to spread more money out, you know, throughout Star Trek Inc. I don't know if it was a mutual decision or I don't know if it was, you know, Kurtzman and the producers or Michelle Paradise specifically. You know, I don't know if it was a completely creative decision, but I'm going to assume That I'm going to assume that they are happier doing some, you know, doing doing three last episodes next season, just because I I think that there's the story potential coming off this season with a bunch of characters who we know really really well. Star Trek is not something that's necessarily going to be taking the twists and turns, for example, of you know a Grey's Anatomy where you go, all right, what are we going to do with this character? Hey, how about the long lost love return? How about they adopt a kid? How about there's a little less flexibility within Star Trek service member to kind of do that in a way, then also impact like their decisions on how well they hail other ships and say, "Wait, the subspace relay is down." So if if they're feeling like we're not quite sure the best way to get a bunch of episodes that are tippity top, we 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 felt the ebb and flow too. I'm imagining the the, the production saying then I feel like 10 episodes is a solution for next year because none of us want discovery to be in a position where you go, do you remember the good old days? I mean, Pete, we've watched shows. I, I In fact, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to hurt anybody's feelings for me to say there were times in the tail end of agents of shield, uh, particularly in the episodes that were filmed after the creators genuinely thought that they were done and had done a finale with a to be continued air, but had done a finale, and then we're told, "No, you're coming back for more." Okay, of course they're gonna come back, gonna come back and do more, but I think for Discovery, I don't want I don't want to be in a point where it's like, here we are again, where Stamets and Kolber are gonna quasi adopt another person to look out for. Like, let's have slightly less episodes and keep things focused.
1: I would absolutely agree with that, and and I think at times you know, it kind of wavered in terms of its overall focus. And then if we can be, if I can be brutally honest, I felt the head fake of, well, it's a natural occurrence, the DMA. Oh, but now it was made by somebody. I, I felt that to be a little bit dishonest Um because they were so upfront with the... The threat this season is space. And yes, I get the overall way that they unwove, unfurled the story. Um, but just don't go out there and and be deceptive um, would would be the thing that I would ask. Uh, but other than that, you know, small qualms, I I think it was a different show without Tilly. I, I think if there's a way for more Tilly, I mean, we still don't, I believe, fully have the understanding there. Was it the actress who went to the producers and said, you know, give me less? Uh, was she written out? Um, not clear there. And I don't know that we'll ever necessarily get a full story. Um, But the return of uh, Mary Wiseman in the finale, uh, well-earned, enjoyable. Uh, Again, I think adds the thing we've always pretty much had, with the exception of the first two episodes of of Discovery. And I don't think there's a replacement for her. Um, And given that Book would seem to be off the show full-time, those are two voids that, you know, we'll have to fill going forward. I want a little bit more Anthony Rapp. I, in fact, I I want more Anthony Rapp and more Wilson Cruz. And I, I want them, give them missions to go on, you know, give them, give them things to do. I, I think their screen time can certainly be bumped up.
0: Well, and look, I think there's, there's a limit to how useful it is to, to, to speculate, you know uh particularly about people's private lives and so forth to me to me, I still don't fully get why if indeed it was completely Mary Wiseman saying, I would like to work a whole lot less on this show uh and pursue other personal and professional opportunities okay, in the ensuing year, to my knowledge, there has not been any produced professional uh alternatives, and to my knowledge, there hasn't been um an uh, addition to the family or a loss of a family member or things of that sort. And again, that, that particularly the personal stuff, kind of none of our business, but um, I'll say this, Pete, you're, you're saying I would like to have more Stamets and Culver. Um, we, we are all happy to see more Canadian bridge crew, let alone, you mm-hmm. think of the, you think of the recurring, recurring guest stars this season who, who, for all I know for screen time were, uh, I mean, you know, you, you think of the uh, you know president lara rillick did she get more screen time than the Woshikon? maybe did she get more you uh, know, did
1: certainly <laughs> yeah um
0: did, did um were there some episodes and maybe this is a skewed data sample but i think you'll see where i'm headed were there some episodes that had more dr Harai than there did you know kolber maybe just my point being there's such a deep bench here I'm not saying, hey, show, write out Tilly because she's not the goofy weirdo ensign anymore. Um, and, 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 and you know, you can figure out something to do with her. Um, if, if the show decided it was time for the character to move on or if Mary Wiseman said it was time for her to move on for whatever reason, okay, so be it. That stinks. With her gone, you know, we don't need brand new plucky ensign for season five. I would say figure out other things, you know, whereas you might have had Tilly with a bunch of cadets go down to the planet in this season. Okay. Have it be Stamets and Adira and two cadets or something like that. I think that there's an, there there are enough characters here where, Oh man, president Laura Rillick has now finished serving her second term. And now she would like to, now she's been named ambassador to the brand new season five P like whatever it is. There's the story room there where somebody has left Pete, Take a lesson from Downton Abbey. Somebody wants to leave. Somebody does leave. It's an, it's an opportunity, not a failure.
1: Yeah, I think that would be an apt comparison here. You know, the the bench has deepened. Um, really enjoy the path they've set Saru on now with a with a love interest with uh, you know Navarre President Tarina and you know what that can ultimately turn into um and i think too this being the the full season with michael burnham as captain she's learned she's she's finally gotten what the criticism of her has been i'm, I'm not um dignifying that criticism i'm, I'm talking about how the character has come into her own and realized I can't do it all. I need to delegate. I need to give it to the people who can get these things done. That's what every captain is going to have to do at some point. And, you know, in her other roles, tried to do it all. Uh, that there were people that took pot shots, not understanding you know, that's who she is with her personality, but that she's mellowed in that sense. And it's a real idea of growth and maturation and coming into her own.
0: Yeah. Shows. I think as we all know, although many of us did not grow up with this reality, as we all know, TV shows exist. I'll say now TV shows exist now kind of in two phases. One is, when new episodes are still coming out, um, whether it's the Netflix drop, oh, but I want to find out what happens next season on Stranger Things, whatever it might be, um, or episodic, as, as most of the other services are doing, um, then you reach the point where, well, now there's the entire body of a series. And to think, here we are, clearly not done with Discovery, clearly with season five, probably Discovery has more episodes already filmed than will film between now and the the end of the the series um but to to, to think of the arc that michael burnham has been on from kind of that picture perfect um first officer as seen in the discovery pilot then things go so sideways so quickly um you think of episode 103 there she is on the prison transport and looking at that kind of as the rock bottom to where she is now you know, Soneka Martin-Green's ability to find all these different facets for Burnham while still feeling like it's the same character. It's it's an acting tour de force that she has given for the series arc or, you know, for these first first four seasons, let alone I, I just continue to go back to the emotion that she had when Book was killed off. I'm still not totally sure how I feel that we we got to feel all the feels but then have book come back but in the moment book was dead and she was at this great personal loss and so Nika Martin Green acted all of that and then it was like well time to take a breath time to now save save the crew save the ship save the galaxy let's go just to see all of that on her face one of if not perhaps the best single acted scene in all of Star Trek.
1: It was great, I think, again, as a captain now with a full season under her belt, um, distinguished herself, apart from earning the role, we've never seen, other than Ben Sisko, somebody ascend to the role, and obviously he will likely have more time as a captain than sonequa martin green but you know showed every reason why they made her the choice for the lead character you know tv has changed tremendously in the time since the last star trek series and the idea of when you cast a lead um it's on their shoulders i mean that Sir Patrick Stewart and Sonequa Martin-Green are both producers of their shows now. Illustrates, you know, how involved they are, the level of ownership into the storytelling and the need to rely on them as draws, as, you know, uh, people who are built around and represent the project.
0: Well, Pete, let's look ahead to season five here. What theories does Spoiler Pete have for, you know, the season that's going to start shooting in a couple of months? Maybe we get a couple quasi-leaks in, you know, in... I'll, I'll just guesstimate here. Probably if they're starting in June, COVID not being a factor, hopefully. Um, probably get done filming somewhere around March, Um maybe we get you know an errant picture of like look here's whatever here's here's uh Oscar from the office dressed up is that a romulan i don't know it's a blurry picture you know what what, what theories do you have for season 5 where things could go i keep seeing
1: this clickbait about ooh and star trek discovery season 5 it'll be more like traditional Star Trek. Um, whatever, like you're basing this on nothing. Um, you know, strange new worlds. We podcast the trailer talked about the, the Jim Kirk announcement this week that of course, you know, being forced after he was photographed. Paul Wesley was filming on the street in Canada. Um, I, I don't know that they'll necessarily go episodic. Stranger Worlds is doing that. Each of these shows gives you a different flavor. I don't know how you can do four seasons of Discovery and then suddenly say, well, we're not going to do serialized storytelling anymore. Could they do a couple Mission of the Week-style episodes? Sure. Discovery's Done that before, though, too. You know, when they went to Terilegion, you know, though it was in a bigger arc about the Red Angel, it was still a mission of the week type of thing. You you can have your chocolate and your peanut butter be together, and it'll be okay. Um, I think at this point, you know, the 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 show is what it is, and it doesn't need to bring new people in whoever's there is there and those that wind up getting into it because of the four season backlog that exists, the catalog that they can go and check out, they can do that. Um, You know, as far as what it means for science fiction right now, it's, it's on the cutting edge. It is heralded and recognized because of the amount of representation and diversity and speaking to Current issues, albeit through the lens of Trek, the same way it always has. So, you know, these fans who criticize it and that Gene would be rolling over in his space grave,
0: like, I don't think you know enough about what you've liked for 50 plus years. Do you think there's a case to be made for season five to have a little bit more of a part A and part B? I think back to season one, both season one and season two had similar construction in that there was clearly a season arc, but then there was also a part A, a part B. They were specially crafted to kind of fit into each other in a way that was more than like part one, the, you know, the, the dilithium saga, part two, cure the sick, uh, you know, cure sick Burnham to go find the antidote or whatever it might be um we got all of season two at once though well i I don't mean in terms of release i just think like season Uh, one klingon war mirror mirror yes you we came back and wrapped up the klingon war at the end but that was kind of the two parts not equal halves uh season two you know kind of the search for spock part and then the battle against control and again there was a lot of a lot of um, blurring between those two parts but it kind of was like at a certain point we go and we have Spock and what's his deal okay we're clear on it and now we're good to go and Spock's okay we're now ready for wait a minute this control has been causing troubles for the last couple episodes control is a threat you know it kind of kind of blends into it season three yes you started with Burnham and Discovery separated but I think by the third episode is when they're brought back together. Like it, it it kind of was almost prelude to the season, then the season. And there wasn't that part one, part two. I'm not saying it should be part one and part two. I guess what I'm saying is maybe I am saying that I liked seasons one and two better. And I don't think that was because of the new car smell. I think that was because for better or worse, We've been trained, or we are naturally used to. I don't know, but I think it's a little bit easier to go. Oh man, multiple, multiple, complex story arcs on Game of Thrones, but it's only ten episodes. You know, you want to, add, you want me, to, you want me to have that level of involvement uh over thirteen. It's maybe a little bit easier to have part A and part B. Now we're going to ten, so maybe that is one arc. I don't know, but w- what? The, congrats, Pete, showrunner, Pete, season five. You're now in charge. Is your mandate? You know, part one, part two, or is your mandate the threat of the boom, boom? I
1: I think it'll be its own thing. I think it'll all run together. Um, I really want to see the Klingons in the thirty second century. I I think if season five is either it or you know the precursor to us wrapping up, I I think to come back and bookend that and and Burnham's journey with her greatest nemesis, the, the people that took her father from her, the people that led to her mother being separated from her. Um, emotionally, that
0: would be satisfying. So Pete, let's look at some feedback about the season. The first one here is a tweet from Spider Ham Lincoln, test LC139. And by the way, Pete, I appreciate that Spider Ham Lincoln uh has reached out yet again. I think as I've said in prior podcasts, we have disagreed a little bit with Spider-Ham Lincoln. It's always been been certainly respectful on both ends, but I appreciate Spider-Ham Lincoln taking the time yet again. While it was uh, Here's what he has to say. While it was an ambitious story to tell, season four was my least favorite of Discovery's four years. I'm hoping for a rebirth for season five with great, uh, greater focus on secondary characters. Detmer, Owo, Reese, Nilsson, and Mortilly, please. Season five should have a small-scale story focus rather than a galactic threat. Uh, next up Pete is an email uh, from Kevin who says as follows so many other shows out there enough Trek." So, your thoughts Pete. I don't think you could ever have enough Star Trek so
1: your argument is
0: invalid. Uh, I'll say this Pete less Star Trek between or less Star Trek for the between now and the summer. We'll only be doing one a week except for the one week where we do two. Um. Next up, Pete, is uh, an email from Stacy, who has shared both some Picard thoughts and some disco thoughts. Uh, So we'll head to the disco stuff here. This is, of course, Stacy, a.k.a. Stingray, a.k.a. TrekGirl88 on Twitter. Uh, This was an extra emotional season for me. Losing my dad clearly affected how I viewed the story, but I know I would have related to it regardless. I'm always here for good characters who work together well. And found slash chosen family is a favorite theme, so watching Stamets and Culber taking Adira and Gray under their ring their wings really worked for me. Definitely looking forward to what season five has, uh, season five holds in store. Um, certainly, Pete. If nothing else, uh, we have really, really enjoyed interacting with Stacy this season and knowing that knowing mm-hmm. that Star Trek has been there to help through uh, throughout a tough time.
1: I think again with art. Our- imitating life in the, in the best sense um, this season, the struggles that the world has had, how the art would represent that. I, I think of Culver trying to hold everybody together and then needing time for himself. And, you know, the, the end piece about them going on a vacation and some of our other crew members, you know, getting some much needed shore leave. Um, And, you know, I I think we interact so much with a lot of our listeners and and followers uh, that, you know, it's kind of hard to think about where we end, they begin, so on and so forth. I spoke, um, I think, two weeks ago to some classes about podcasting, and I couldn't believe how often I wound up bringing up particular listeners that we had, like, like they knew them. (laughs) Um, and you know, I, I think that's the most wonderful thing about what we do with podcasting is the people that we've come across and interacted with that we otherwise wouldn't have. Um, so, you know, being along for the journey with you, um, that means a lot to us and you know i i think in terms of the the show the content um the overall themes uh it's it's all connected matt in the best sense of fantastic geek
0: and certainly in terms of uh whether it's this podcast feed or star trek in general uh, I know, obviously, our, our attention will be switching to uh, Picard for a little while, then Strange New Worlds. Uh, here we are, Pete, 10, 11 days away from First Contact Day. I know Paramount Plus, that'll be the day when they get the 4K special edition, uh, though they're not calling it special edition, uh, of the motion picture. Directors cut with new special effects and all of that have to think there's going to be more shared that day, whatever it might be, whether it's news, whether it's interviews. Uh, and that sort of thing. So, um, we could get casting announcements for discovery season five. So though this discovery feed is, is going a little bit into stasis, it's with an eye towards needing to talk more discovery and more star Trek universe in the near future.
1: Yeah. And you think of all the Trek that we've gotten and that's still on our plate, uh, lined up here. So super excited.
0: And as always, this entire season has been made possible by those who support us on patreon.com slash fantasticgeek, and we are so, so appreciative of that support, uh, whether it's during the less busy times, like uh, part of January, where all we had was four Boba Fettes and one Eternals, uh, if you can imagine it, uh, or these, these recent busy times, or you know when things get really crazy in May and June, it's so, so nice to know that we are listener-supported
1: everybody who contributes to patreon.com slash fantastic gets access to exclusive content takes just a dollar a month to get you in that door can't contribute right now. Can't, uh, you know, ask enough to get over to Apple podcasts and, uh, in seconds help us out, leave us a, a rating and a little longer review and help people find us.
0: And certainly, Pete, whether it's for First Contact Day or Picard or Strange New Worlds or other space adventures like Kenobi or things back here on Earth like Moon Knight and Doctor Strange, how can people be in touch with you on Twitter? Find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R,
1: 12,435 followers. Can't be wrong.
0: And while I'm personally on Twitter as looking back lost, do be in touch with the podcast comment on fantasticgeek.com Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, where we are FantasticGeek as well. But wait, there's more facebook.com
1: slash fantastic. All one word with the P and the H like it today.
0: As mentioned before, if you're listening on the pop culture podcast feed, we're back tomorrow for star Trek Picard uh, and moon Knight will be joining it before too long. Uh, If you're here just for discovery, keep those hailing frequencies open. You never know when there's going to be show news around the corner. With that, Pete, I will say adios to Season 4 and and adios to all our listeners and give you the final Season 4 word. Talk
1: to you soon.